Hi, my name's Tara Humphrey and welcome to the Business of Healthcare podcast, where I will be sharing interviews, insights, project management, leadership trainings and lessons learned from the field of healthcare to improve the delivery of your projects and business performance. And welcome back to the Business of Healthcare podcast. I hope you guys are doing well. At the time of recording, coronavirus has hit and it is having a significant impact on primary care. So I just wanted to raise that. This recording was done a little bit before then, but I wanted to re-record the intro. So we're going to be doing something a little bit different in the Business of Healthcare podcast. And we are going to be creating a series specifically looking at primary care networks and we're going to call it hashtag PCN diaries. So the PCN stands for primary care networks. I am currently working with the current reigning GP of the year, Dr. Fasana Hussein. We're both a fan of social media. We both on a regular basis, on a weekly basis, get asked, what are you doing? What's it like down on the ground? What insights can you share? What support do you need? So we thought we would create a series called hashtag PCN diaries to share what is happening down on the ground. And for those of you who may not know what a primary care network is, a PCN is, in its essence, it's a group of practices coming together to deliver services at scale. So moving away from just one practice caring for the patients in their in just their, just for their practice. It's about a network of practices coming together to look at the needs of their population. So it might be 20, 30, 40, 50, or some you get larger networks, 60,000 patients, collectively looking at what services do we need to support our patients. So that is a PCN. And for, for many practices, it is a dramatically different way of working because it means potentially sharing premises, they're going to be sharing staff, they're going to be doing strategic planning together, they have income and expenditure that they will have to agree. There is joint decision making, there are joint targets. So all of the practices have to perform to a certain level to be paid. So it is different and it is a dramatic way of working. And we wanted to provide you guys with a behind the scenes look on what we are doing, what decisions we are making, when things go well, and more importantly, when things go wrong and what lessons we have learned from them to hopefully stop you guys from doing the same. So in this episode, um, we've titled it How to Create a Meeting People Don't Want to Leave because we recently had a board meeting. We recently had our network board meeting, which happens monthly. It's a two hour meeting and usually the agenda is jam packed and the CD stands up and whistles us through everything we need to know uh, a million miles an hour and then we leave. And usually people leave before, people certainly do not hang around. In one of the meetings, a GP said, we we need to slow down. This is really overwhelming. I can't keep up. What's the purpose of this meeting? Why are we doing what we're doing? And it was like, okay. So me and Fasana, at the end of each meeting, we will say what went well and what could have been even better if. And we really took on that feedback. And we're like, we need to reduce the agenda. We need to give more people time to participate and digest the information. And we need to really kind of go back and look at the fundamentals, look at our, our core vision and shared purpose and what is working well and how far we've come to help people, help the network move to the next step. So we created a meeting 
and it was fantastic. It was so, so good. So in this episode, we will be distilling the principles of what led to such a good meeting, which will hopefully be helpful for you guys. And even if you're not in a primary care network, if you have meetings, this will be helpful. This was a face-to-face meeting, but I still think the principles will apply if you are having meetings online too. So enjoy, like and share as always, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey Fazana, I hope you're well. Thank you so much for coming back onto the podcast. I'm very well. Thank you so much for having me back. So Fasana and I are back together again and we thought we'd create a series called Primary Care Networks to share with you guys what is going on behind the scenes. We're going to be posting kind of short insights on social media. We're going to be creating blogs. One has already gone out. I will post that in the show notes. And we're going to be doing some podcasts and really helping distill what has been going on. Yes, I think that's that's absolutely right. We just wanted to share our journey, didn't we, to see if other people would be helped as we are from others. And we recently had a board meeting, which people didn't want to leave. Usually people can't leave quick enough. So we were like, we need to talk about this and share our journey of just what's going on, where we're looking at finances and decision making and governance and what is working well. Now we're doing business continuity planning regarding coronavirus, all of that stuff. So typically in a primary care network meeting, then in Newham, around two hours long, and we meet monthly. So just to kind of go back, so this the context for this is that in Newham Central One, they have a monthly primary care network meeting. The agenda is usually really long. We're frantically trying to take notes. It's a lot of information to take in. And one of the members in that meeting gave us some feedback. Fazana, what was that feedback? Yeah, so Tara, as clinical director, it was exactly that. It was trying to feed all this information that I had in this once a month meeting. And I had a very brave colleague actually say, as I was speaking, Fazana, you're going at 100 miles per hour. I feel completely overwhelmed. I've got my day job. I need you to stop. And that was um, a real wake-up call for me, actually. And I did. I paused and I, I shelved the rest of the agenda. And I'm so grateful she had the courage to say that because actually that was the feeling in the whole of the group. And I think it occurred to me that while as clinical director, I've got all this knowledge base and all this knowledge that I want to share and I've got to get it all in in two hours, that actually it wasn't useful because even if I want to get 10 facts in and no one's even listening to the first one, that's not a good use of anybody's time. So we felt we could change the layout of the room. So we've put it in a circle so people were facing each other rather than the CD standing up. Yes, we really liked having it in a circle rather than in rows with everybody sort of listening to a lecture where the people at the back almost were invisible. It was really nice to have it in a circle, wasn't it? Yeah, we also changed the agenda and it was a little bit different in this meeting because we did have some guests. Who did we have for Zana? We did. So we had um, NHS Confederation kindly came down and the lovely Ruth Rankin, who is the primary care network clinical uh, director of the PCN arm of uh, the NHS Confederation, which uh, represents the national uh, clinical directors from all seven regions. So we had um, some other lovely people from Confed like Will and Preth 
and Fiona. Um, we also had um, our STP primary care um, transformation manager, the lovely Jane Lindo and Lorna come down as well. So it was great to have some guests and added a, another dimension, didn't it, to the meeting? And yeah, so they were just there to observe. So we really cut down our agenda. So we had our coronavirus update because that is what we are managing at the moment. And we had our demand management update. Please could you share what that is because not everyone will know or not everyone will have to do that. Sure. Yeah. So the demand management update is a local uh, scheme. It's a local primary care scheme. And it's for us to have discussion um, to look at our frequent attenders going to um, casualty, going to A&E as a network and to discuss it as a network and to see if we can come up with any common themes that are going on um, so that we can uh, perhaps reduce A&E attenders, but also feedback about what issues we're having. So one that's really coming up is you know, mental health and health anxiety anxiety and how we help those people um, access services differently um, and apart from the A&E arm it also has um, a, an outpatient speciality so we choose one uh, every month so this month was um, cardiology and uh, every practice brings a case that they have referred to the acute trust to see if we could have done anything different and referred them to the community trust um, and again shared learning peer learning peer learning for that and we submit to the CCG. Yeah and we do that every month and then we have the DES specification update because the specification has recently been updated so we just wanted to give the network the kind of highlights of what was going on there giving the network an update on what we needed to think about immediately and what we needed to start thinking about for the future. And I think um, trying to learn from the feedback from the previous meeting where I was going at 100 miles an hour, I found it difficult to prepare and to think how much information shall I give uh, for the DES, um, bearing in mind the updated GP contract is like 86 pages, but less is more definitely it really worked well I think just to give the highlights and to ask practices what they thought of it um, so that was a hard thing for me to do but actually it was far more effective just having one-liners for each of the three deses. And before the meeting we sent out a newsletter which had some information regarding the desk specification on which we will keep kind of following up on. Yes, and I think, Tara, I do have to, at the risk of making your head big so it won't fit into the headphones, I have you to thank for that. And I think that is the power of a fantastic manager and a network manager is worth their weight in gold absolutely because actually it was you who said I know you're anxious about getting this information across why don't we do it in a newsletter and I was a little skeptical I thought that they read you know so many emails will they read it but we had some really positive feedback. I think one of the lessons learned was that it's not necessarily for the CD to give every little bit of information regarding kind of contracts and specifications. Fasana you're getting it you're just reading the documents and providing your insights and your insights are really, really valuable. But when it comes to the detail or what the detail of the specification says, the members of the network can read that document themselves. We would usually kind of have governance and finance, but we thought we would leave that to the next meeting. So now we are much better at planning what's going to go in this meeting and what can wait to the next meeting, what can be put in the newsletter, what needs to go in the WhatsApp group. In the second half of this meeting, that's where we really took on the feedback and really slowed down 
and really gave members of the network the opportunity to discuss and debate. And we went back to basics and we asked some facilitative questions which included what is working well because I think sometimes when people are feeling stressed and anxious they can't see the progress that has been made and what is working well they can only focus kind of on the stuff that's not so good and when we asked them what was working well we got some fantastic feedback. It really was Tara and I think we're both fortunate that we're um Kept, had training for by the Time for Care team, the NHSCI Time for Care team. And um, something that they always say is uh, stop before you start. And I really liked how you did that, Tara, because the first hour was still a, a bit of uh, didactic and me talking, and it was still a little bit faster, slower than um, uh, the last meeting, but still fast. And then it was lovely, wasn't it? The pace went down, it was calm, and people were really able to take a minute to think about why they wanted to be in this network and how the practice work connected with the network work, because one of the comments had been, I've got my day job, all of this is completely overwhelming. Um, and the whole tone changed, didn't it? The mood. Yeah, it was really was nice. And everyone was smiling, everyone was laughing. And everybody really valued the contributions of the CD. And we wouldn't have heard that if we hadn't have asked that question. People also really valued the contribution of the pharmacist, the social prescriber, how you guys communicate as a team. They like the dedication from the members and your dedication and the fact that they have just made leaps and strides. They've made so much progress over the last 12 months. So that came out. We then asked them any challenges they were experiencing personally in their practice with their patients and with the network. The personal stuff was really interesting because what came out was I don't want to let my network down. I don't want my network to miss out on opportunities. And people questioned, are they doing the best for their patients? I think in the business of health, the healthcare professional always gets left behind, is always last. And I think it's really important that we ask people, how is this affecting you personally? And for others to hear those answers. I felt it really bonded us because one of the things I had put for personal is that I wanted to be a super CD and I wanted to do my absolute best for them. But actually network members were saying that as well, weren't they, that we don't want to let the network down. And so it became very apparent very quickly that actually we did have a shared purpose. We did care for this network. We just maybe weren't quite sure how to do it. And also that um, because we didn't want to let ourselves uh, our networks down, we were probably uh, being harsher on ourselves. And so to get that out was really helpful. And then we kind of flipped it on its head and we asked what was the benefits personally for your practice, for your patients and for the network to be part of this network. Um, so we asked that question and compiled the information. And these, these kind of facilitative questions come from our training as part of the NHS England Time for Care faculty. And now Newham Central One is also part of the Athena Leadership Programme. Can you share a little bit about that, please? Yeah, so I was really fortunate to have this training through the National Association of Primary Care. So the NAPC is, you may or may not know whether the people who made the primary care home model, which has been the precursor to primary care networks, now it's in policy. And um, the Athena team uh, were training part of um, the NAPC faculty, which I'm part of. And um, 
it really helps our effective teams. So um, we work in many different teams, don't we? So uh, we work in the network team, but then I also work in a practice team, but then I also work in uh, other little teams like an LMC team. And as primary care networks thrive, there'll be so many different teams to work in. And the Athena takes a coaching approach and um, it really helps teams clarify what each member's role is, what their purpose is. And it's a 10-step uh, team journey that uh, you can go through over six months. And it, again, just gives people that time and clarity to think about how we as individuals work well together. So we are really fortunate. And I just wanted to add that for those of us in primary care, these resources are available to all of you guys, not just us. So when the opportunity presents itself, I would grab it with both hands. And for those of you that have been part of a Time for Care session, and loads of you have, is that the tools and the questions that the facilitators use, you can use as well. Like take those, take that best practice and start to implement it in your work and just either pay special attention or try to cast your mind back to the questions, the icebreakers, some of the tools, and then you can go on to facilitate your own session. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Don't forget to use that learning because it's really powerful. Because you used two exercises, didn't you? And it was so powerful. I've never been to a network meeting where it finishes at three o'clock, whereas at 3.20, people were still there chatting to each other. Normally, out the door at five to three. And, and that, to me, showed how impactful and positive it was. So what would be your advice to another primary care network who found themselves in a board meeting that felt it was ineffective? Fazana, what would you what would you first advise? What would you recommend to create a meeting that people don't want to leave? Yeah, so that's a great question. I think what I would do, uh, the Time for Care team are the queens and kings of walking around with Sharpies and post-it notes. I would whip out my post-it notes rather than my makeup out of my handbag and I would um, get a Sharpie and I would say, write down what in this, what would make this meeting effective for you personally and just write that down. Just one question can be so powerful. Definitely. And asking people to write it on a post-it enables the quieter voices to be heard because if you ask the question in, in a group, it will always be the loudest, more vocal people that are happy to share. So when you ask people to, yeah, that's why we get people to write down their own thoughts and reflections and then discuss it. It just, it allows everybody to be heard. And there was something about the lovely way you did it, Tori, that then people stuck their post-it notes on, on um, you know, a piece of flip-top paper. And just that movement, that getting up and that movement brought energy because I think we all sometimes would agree get a little bit drowsy hearing the CD at the front, rabbiting on, sitting there, you know, it's hard. So I think the whole um, movement is important as well. So one of my recommendations would simply be for you guys to ask at the end of your meetings what went well and what could have been even better if. Whether you are an administrator or a manager, a CD, I came across a network ambassador or a network convener. If you've got a role in the meeting, simply ask what went well, what could have been even better if. And on the even better if, don't, you know, don't beat yourself up, but just, you know, be constructive Could you have done X, Y and Z a little bit differently? Would that have made a positive difference? Try to implement your learning in your next meeting. 
there's always little tweaks um, that you can apply. And in our next meeting, we said we are going to be a bit more clearer on the ground rules around people being late um, because two hours is no time at all when there's so much to so much information to give out. So we just want to reiterate the start time. <laughs> I would also add circulating key information before the meeting. I mean, that seems pretty standard, but every network's different and some don't, but that's definitely been effective for us. And it helps reduce the length the, the length of content in the meeting. What would you add, Fazana? Yeah, I think that newsletter has been really powerful and something I've learned about the way you circulate that information. So I'm used to doing emails, you know, lots of text, but um, your newsletter, Tori, you know, it's got the logo, it's got, uh, uh, you know, um, colours and, and that visual presentation, I think, is really important when, you know, busy GPs and managers are used to getting a lot of emails. So I think the formatting of that newsletter and pictures make makes a difference. Um, it's it's just MailChimp. <laughs> yeah. um, so for those of you who are thinking, what is this magical newsletter? It's just a MailChimp newsletter. <laughs> I would also add is to facilitate rather than tell. Sometimes we do need to tell um, and just give straight up information. But other times we need to facilitate the conversation and create the opportunity for everybody to contribute. And it also takes the pressure off the CD or the lead. You, you know, this to not be the font of all knowledge you know the there is collective knowledge and experience in the room that we would all benefit from and when everyone's involved it helps create that shared responsibility and shared accountability yeah I think you're so right because ultimately a network is exactly that it's not a cd it's a network where everybody's um, contributing and hopefully enjoying and getting something back And the last thing I have is pair challenges with solutions. I mean, you guys are really good at that, but I think it is okay to raise the challenge, but pair it with a positive. There are so many challenges and you can spend every meeting going on about how, you know, crap things may (laughs) appear. Um, But we need to shift our mindsets and start to think about what can we do or what have we done? and use those principles and apply them to situations that we can control rather than focus on what our frustrations and what we cannot control. Yeah, and something you said earlier about also looking at past uh, um, wins, because you're right, we're all as humans very much in the moment and looking at what is ahead of us but actually how much have we achieved what has worked in situations like this for us because actually all networks are doing great we're only nine ten months old but actually we're all born you know it takes time to grow a baby nine months we're all together we're all bored it's been a you know a heck of a roller coaster ride but how much have PCNs achieved across the country to be standing 1,259 of them so look back at successes as well so those were our recommendations on how to create a meeting that people do not want to leave and I can't wait for us to share what happens next yeah I look forward to it too Tara Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode and we hope that you enjoyed it. If you did enjoy it, we would love it if you left us an iTunes review or if you comment, like and share it on our social media channels. You can find us on Twitter at THC Primary Care and on LinkedIn, just look for Tara Humphrey. So the Business of Healthcare podcast is being brought to you by THC Primary Care. 
We are a project management company specialising in the development of primary care networks, GP federations and training hubs. If you need support or you are looking for advice on how to progress one of your initiatives, please drop us an email so I can arrange a call with you so we can discuss this further. Our email is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk. We've been helping primary care networks with their development plans, helping them to make the most of their network meetings, sharing training resources. We've had questions like what do we include in a project plan? We have implemented network-based contracts across GP federations. We also support the day-to-day operational management of training hubs and have also got experience in setting them up from scratch. If we can't help you, we definitely know some people who will be able to help you, so please do get in touch. And that's just to remind you, our email address is admin at thcprimarycare.co.uk or come and find us on www.thcprimarycare.co.uk. And in the meantime, please tune in to the next episode of the Business of Healthcare podcast. <laughs>